Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Praise God. Can we give it up for Hector and Jessica? How many believe? How many believe? How many believe the Eagles are going to win today? How many believe in Jesus? God bless the Dallas Cowboys who won a game by the grace of God. God is a merciful God. Praise God. I, I, I'm not into sports like I used to be, but I got a little sad when I saw the Eagles, the Dallas was winning. I was like, oh man. I know there's a few people in the house who are happy about that. Very few, but there are a few. Always one or two in the house. I hate you, Steve. <laughs> Welcome to City Reach Church, and my name is Pastor Mark. I, I get the privilege of pastoring such a wonderful church that uh, is about to go to the next level. Yeah. We're about to go to the next level. Uh, that's the theme for 2019. I believe it for myself. I believe it for you. I believe it for your family. I believe it uh, for your household. I believe it for your finances. I believe it. And if we begin to believe it, God will begin to move according to your faith. Amen? And uh, as, as my wife mentioned, faith without actions is dead, so we put our faith in action. Believing that God has something greater uh, for you. Um, glory to God. Uh, I just want to, just if we could just give a hand clap for our dream team. Our dream team, those are all the folks who, who volunteer here week after week. And there's volunteers right now working with our city kids and our, our nursery in the back. So if you do have children, uh, they're, they're welcome. The nursery is um, uh, six months to two years old, and then from three to 11, <clears throat> they can go directly behind me. Um, Isaiah 43, we'll jump right into the theme verse of the year. Isaiah 43, verse 19. This is our, our verse for the year. And uh, as I mentioned on Monday, New Year's, this was the prophet Isaiah talking to Israel during the one, one of the worst times of their history, when they were uh, laying captive, when things were going, uh, everything was going wrong, they were away from their home, and, and they, they seemed like there was no hope, and, and God put a, a word, this word in, the, in the, the voice of Isaiah, where he says this, he says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wastelands. You can just leave that up there for a moment. And, and I believe that God is making a way. I, I believe he is making a way. Uh, when Jesus died on the cross, that blood that was shed on that cross began to make a new way for you and I to get to the next level. Uh, uh, that sacrifice that he made voluntarily so that we would uh, have life and life abundant became a reality for you and for me. So I'm excited about uh, next level, I'm starting to think next level. I'm seeing that many of you are are, are embracing this theme for yourselves. And and, and part of, of, of embracing and living out the next level is doing your part, doing your part. And, and part of that is is uh, fasting. And we're going to talk a little bit about fasting today. Uh, tomorrow we'll be starting a 21-day corporate fast. Corporate just means big group. That's all it means. We'll be starting a 21-day uh, fast tomorrow. 
How many are excited about the fast? How many may be a little bit nervous about the fast? Um, but I am ready. I'm ready for this fast. And, and we're going to talk about why we're doing this, the importance of it. And, and uh, as I've been studying fasting over the last uh, few weeks, I've really just been um, challenged um, and, and, you know, to do this 21-day fast, but even throughout the year of making fasting more of a lifestyle uh, for me personally. And so I'm excited for 2019. Uh, and we're going to talk about why we need to do this. Um, Acts chapter 13, verse, uh, verses 2 and 3 is what we're going to talk about today. <clears throat> Book of Acts chapter 13, verse 2 and 3, and it says this, While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting... I'll say that again. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart from me Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which, they, to which I have called them. So after they fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. I'll read the whole thing again. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart from me Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. So after they fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Uh, Lord bless your word, and, and, and we're thankful for the word, but what's, what's really important in this verse is that the Holy Spirit showed up while they were worshiping and fasting, right? The Holy Spirit spoke and said to that group, to that church, that early church, he said, set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And the crazy thing about this is that uh, I don't know all of Barnabas' story, but I know a lot about Saul. And Saul who was later named Paul, Paul calls himself the worst of sinners, right? He calls him later in his life, he says, I am the worst of sinners. Yet here we see that God calls him in the middle of a, while he was worshiping and fasting. And if God called the worst of sinners, someone who was a murderer, it doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, or what your future someone told you might look like, I will tell you today that God is able to take you to the next level. God is able to set you apart. Hallelujah. No matter what the future may look like to you today, I'll tell you that there is a brighter future as long as you submit to Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. But there's a key thing. They were fasting and they were praying. It says, after they fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them, they prayed for them, and, and Paul and Barnabas set off on their journey. But this is how Paul started his ministry. Probably one of the most powerful ministries that we'll, we can read about in, in the Bible. He, he traveled and he took several trips and he began a transformation of church planting, of encouragement uh, for the early church that we still live by today. And, and I, I will tell you today that if God will take the worst of sinners according to Paul, and, and take him to the next level, God wants to do that with you today. God, it doesn't matter how long you've been serving God. It doesn't matter if you're not serving God. If you realize in your heart and something begins to stir in your spirit that there is a next level for you, if you would just begin to believe, I know, I don't have to believe because I know it, that God will do something powerful in your life. How many want that in their lives? I think that's all we got here today. Maybe somebody invited you and you're, it's your first time here and we welcome you. But I, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will reveal to you that something that is said here, a song or something that was already said, already spoke to your heart. So why do we fast? Why are we fasting? The Bible teaches us throughout the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, over 55 times that we are to fast. 
when teaches about fasting, Jesus said this. He says, when you fast, he doesn't say if you fast or if you feel like fast. He says, when you fast. So it's a requirement for us to fast. And I realize that there's some medical issues that maybe some of us have. And, and before you fast, if you do have a medical condition, you should talk to a doctor. Um, and, and not that doctors know everything, but, you know, we, we do trust that um, if you have, you know, if you're diabetic, there's some certain things that you probably need to um, follow. But I would tell you that, that if you can't fast food, which is a very powerful, then there's something else that you should fast, right? And I'm talking to our young people, to our students and our children who are in the back. There's some things that we can fast, right? Maybe it's social media for 21 days. Maybe it's harder for you to fast social media than it is food, right? So maybe it's something that to consider. Maybe you're not going to uh, watch TV for, for that portion of time or get on the internet or whatever that thing is that, that takes your time. So when you're fasting, you're depriving yourself of a pleasure, something that you enjoy doing it for the sake of the Lord. But Jesus says, when we fast, in other words, he's implying that we are going to fast. Jesus gave us the example because he fasted right before he started his ministry. Jesus fasted often. After his resurrection, the Bible tells us that his disciples began to fast. And so we're called to fast as well. Again, what is it? Fasting is giving up food or something else for a period of time in order to focus your thoughts on God. While fasting, you need to read the Bible more, talk with God more, pray more, and worship the Lord more than, more than usual. It is separating yourself from the Lord for a period of time. Separating from pleasurable things that your physical body craves. We do not fast to lose weight. Amen. Fasting is not a diet. Yes, Lord. Uh, it, it could be a result, uh, but it can't be the motive. Because uh, God's not going to, because then it just becomes a diet. So it is not dieting. It is actually making intentional changes in your life for 21 days. And it could be longer, it could be shorter. In this case, we're, as a church, we're doing 21 days. Fasting is all about your attitude and your self-discipline. I know the last couple of weeks we've been talking about self-discipline and how God honors your self-discipline and how self-discipline is necessary for you to get to the next level. Uh, fasting is also a way that God ordained or a way for you and I to humble ourselves before him. Um, one of the greatest barriers that we have uh, from getting our prayers answered is pride. Pride gets in the way of so many things. And I think for a year, a year ago, all I did was talk about humility and pride and how pride sneaks in so many ways. And pride actually will sneak in through your own humility. But pride gets away, gets in the way of your blessings. And as we fast and we humble ourselves before the Lord, God is able to do something through that humility, through that humility that fasting brings, if we have the right attitude. Uh, something else about humility, and I've done this a lot, and I think many of you have. We pray, God, humble me, humble me. Uh, God doesn't humble us. You have to choose humility. It's something that you choose. And you have to kill your pride in order to enter into humility. But humility is not something that, that God places on you. It's something you choose. And as you get closer to God, that's just a, 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 as you begin to get closer to God, humility becomes part of who you are. 
Because you begin to acknowledge who he is, right? And as we get to know who God is, humility is going to automatically happen because we acknowledge who we are. How many are with me today? Throughout the Bible, we see that during or after a fast, major shifts happen. Queen Esther, she called the nation of Israel to a three-day fast. After that three-day fast, we see that the whole nation's policy changed. There was a shift that happened. Second Chronicles, we see that when the people humbled themselves and fasted before the Lord, that God turned the tide of war in their favor. After Daniel's 21-day fast, laws and rules were changed in Babylon. After Jesus fasted for 40 days, the Bible says that his ministry exploded and went to the next level. Fasting creates an atmosphere of change. It changes you. It changes your heart. It, 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 it increases your faith, and it improves your attitude. I know we are, we're entering into this 21 days of fast, and, and, and I may not look all excited, but my spirit is very excited about getting to the next level and understanding that this is part of it, that if I want to get to the next level, I, I have to do this. It's not whether I want to do it, it's because I have to do it. And when we get to a place where we begin to understand, I want change. I, I was listening to a, 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 an evangelist the other day, and his, his name's Lou Engel, and he's a powerful prophet, and, and, and and he started his ministry at 46 years old, but he was saying this. He says that he noticed that his son was straying away from God. His son, and he says, my ministry was growing, and I was, I was speaking here, and I was doing this, and I felt so close to the Lord. But when I looked at my son, I saw that he was straying away from God. I didn't see hunger. He didn't want to uh, participate in the church things. And, and he says, God, I cannot live like this, knowing my son is far from you. He said that he, he did a 31-day fast for his son. Didn't tell nobody, he just started fasting for 31 days for his son. He says, after the 31 days, he says his son came to him. His son said, Dad, I don't know what's happening in my life. I'm not sure what's happening, but every time I close my eyes, I see revival. Every time I close my eyes, I see revival. And, 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 and Lou Angle was saying this, when you fast, you're like the prophet Elijah who went and laid on that dead boy, right? We got to go lay on some dead things in humility, in fasting, so that what? So they'll be revived. I mean, I, something happened to my faith when I heard that testimony. And I think there's some people in this house, right? We want to see some, some of our family members come back to the Lord. And, and I would urge you, maybe, maybe this is that time where you say, these 21 days I'm going to set apart. I'm going to set apart for Doña Cuca or whoever, right? Or whoever that, or Theo Luke, or whatever. Whoever it is, that we're going to take that time and we're going to say, I'm going to dedicate this fast, right, to someone else. Right? And then and, and believe that God not only is going to take me to the next level, but he's going to awaken someone else through my sacrifice to him. I'm excited about the next level, church. When we fast, we align our spirit with the Holy Spirit. See, fasting is, is about giving God yourself discipline. It's about no longer living for yourself, hallelujah, but sacrificing yourself. And the Bible even talks about, Paul talks about us being a living sacrifice, church. This is part of it. 
We do not fast to impress people. We fast for the Lord. We fast in obedience. During the fast, I'll tell you this, the voice of God will become clearer in your life. You'll be able to hear the Holy Spirit more. Fasting will purify your heart. I don't know about you, but I want God to purify my heart during these 24, 21 days. It's not easy. I mean, today I'm not hungry, right? Today we haven't started, really. But, you know, in a few days I, I'm going to get hungry. My, my, my stomach is going to start calling, right, for food. You know, in the morning it knows that I'm going to have cereal or whatever, so I'm already waiting for that, you know, so I'm going to get hungry. But I tell you, as you get hungry, it's just a reminder. It should remind you that, hey, you're fasting. Hey, you're fasting. And, and try to take that hunger and, and make it a motivator for you to continue. Uh, fasting is a great time to, to get into the Word of God more, to open the Bible and ask God, if, you, if that's not part of what you do, I, I would encourage you, you know, get the Bible app, unless you're fasting your phone, but get the, get the Bible app and, and, and start a devotion. There's devotions on fasting that can help you. So you can open the Bible and start asking God, speak to me through your words. Fasting changes you and it changes me. Fasting does not move God. God doesn't have to be moved. He is stable. He is secure in who he is. Fasting doesn't move God. What it does, it gives you and positions you in, where, in the place that God wants you to be. So, so fasting is not about moving God. It's about you getting to the place that you need to be. It gives you more capacity and, 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 more, and more room, more room for God to move in your life. That's what fasting does. Yes. It will position us before God. Uh, we should never use fasting as a tool to manipulate God. One thing that I would say is fasting will begin to open your spiritual eyes to spiritual things. And during these 21 days, I believe that that is going to happen in many of us, that our spiritual eyes will be opened some more. Um, I, I believe that fasting pleases God. We live in a world today, and I know you all agree with me, where we live about a life where it's about what I want, it's about what I think, and it's about what I feel. And that, that's the world that we live in. It's all about me, and it's all about me feeling good. It's about what I want right now. We, 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 we live a life where we say, I deserve it, I deserve it, I deserve it. But it's about what I want, what I think, and what I feel. But the Word of God doesn't tell us that. The Word of God says it's not about really what you want, it's not about what you think, and it's not about what you feel. Because if you live like that, you'll never get to the next level. If we live according to what I want, what I think, and what I feel, we will not see that next level God wants to take us to. This is more about what God wants. It's about what God already knows and what God's will is for your life. Those are the things that take us to the next level. This takes humility. This takes self-discipline. This takes a, a transformation in the way we think. But I believe that in this fast, in these 21 days, that it, it'll bring your soul, your body under the, under the subjection of your spirit. And, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this some more. See, during these 21 days, you're going to have to have a conversation with your body. And you're going to have to put your body in its place, right? Because we're led by this flesh. Oh, man, I'm hangry, right? I'm hungry, I'm hangry, I'm all these things, right? Because we are led by, the, by this flesh, right? 
But sometimes in, during, this, during this fast, I'm going to tell you, you, there's going to be moments you're going to have to speak to your flesh and put it in its place. Here's an example. A lawyer from D.C. went on a, on a fast, and, and it was day two, and he was hungry. And he says everywhere he went, he could just smell the restaurants. He's walking to work, and he smelled breakfast and the coffee. At lunchtime, he went out and smelled more food. And by the end of the day, he was frustrated. He was hungry. And he says, you know what? He had a conversation with his stomach. He said, you know what? You caused me a lot of pain today, right? You caused me discomfort today, and, and, and you have made me angry. And, and so he told his stomach, he said, guess what? I'm going to punish you, and I'm going to fast tomorrow. <laughs> we need to be able to have a conversation, right? Don't nobody else need to hear it. But if we do not put our body in subjection, right, to what the spirit wants, we will not go to the next level. That is part of what we're doing here. It's not just not eating. It's about allowing the spirit, right, to take authority over the soul and the body so we can get to the next level. Because the soul and the body does not want to get to that level, but your spirit is longing to get to that level. But we got to put things in order in our lives. How many are with me? Derek Prince said this. He said, the stomach is a wonderful servant but a terrible master. And, and I'm going to be very honest. Many times in my life, especially when I get stressed, when things, when I'm frustrated, all of a sudden my stomach becomes my master. Right? I can eat like three bowls of cereal like nothing. Right? I eat when I get stressed. And, and it brings a temporary, I guess, you know, relaxation to me or, or, or eases the pain a little bit of whatever I may be going through. And, and sometimes maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's whatever that thing is that's mastering your life. During these 21 days, we want to kill that thing that's mastering our lives, right? We want to speak to that thing and kill it in the name of Jesus. That, that's why we're doing this church. So I'm here to encourage you that no matter what you're facing, whatever that addiction may be, we need to start killing that thing even today in the name of Jesus. We need to start speaking to that thing. And say, there's no room for you because we're about to go to the next level and you're holding me back. So you've been meditating in your own mind. What are those things? What are those things? What are those things that I waste so much time on? What are those things that I need to fast? Not just the food, but there's other things that during this time, during these 21 days, that we're going to give the Lord a little more time from those other things that we, we waste our time on. Because if we're honest, we waste a lot of time. God wants you to grow. God wants you to prosper. He is not against you. He is for you. We must come before him in humility. We must acknowledge him as Lord and recognize that we need him more than ever. God doesn't need you. He just loves you. But we need him. I'll tell you, God is in your corner, but the Holy Spirit, he's a gentleman, and he's just waiting for you to start taking those steps. I will tell you this, that if we are, I'm not saying you have to be perfect in this fast, but you have, if you have the right motive during this fast, and your heart is right before God, not perfect, just right before God, I will tell you that this sacrifice that you make over the 21 days will pale in comparison to the blessings that God has for your life. A long time ago, you know, one of my mentors, 
and I've shared this before, I just feel like sharing it. One of my mentors who, man of God, man, he was just consistent. Um, I guess I could use his name. His name is Jorge Correa. He's a pastor in Reading. And uh, Jorge, man, he was a good guy, man. And, and I, I looked up to him, and, and he had been an addict and, and went through rehab. And, and, uh, and for years, he was clean, and he began to, he would preach the word of God in the corners. And, and when he spoke, he just, he just, he was used by the Holy Spirit. But he was a man who you just loved to be around, right? Simple, humble, yet powerful, powerful. And I didn't spend a lot of time with Jorge, but I watched him a lot. I watched him. I was always watching Jorge. And I remember one time being... I remember one time being in his car, and, and I was, or he was in my car. I was giving him a ride home, actually. And, and uh, we stopped by his house, and I just wanted to have a few words. So I, I, I pulled over and parked, and, and I said, Jorge, man, I, I just want to talk, man. And we talked for a little bit. And I said, man, what's your secret, man? Well, what is it, man, that, that you're so powerful, man, that when you... Speak, man. People are impacted. I was like, what is it, man, that you got? Because, man, I want it. He said, Mark, you sure you want to know the secret? I said, I want to know, man. I want to know the secret. He said, I'm going to tell you the secret. He said, guess what? I give God. I said, well, he said, I give God this much. I was like, what? He said, I give God this much, and he gives me this much. So sometimes it feels like we're giving God so much. But in reality, there's still much more to give. I'm encouraging you during these 21 days. Can we give God this much? Yeah, he's going to ask for a little more. But during these 21 days, can we give him this much? I guarantee you he's a faithful God. He's faithful to his word. And if you have the right motive, he'll give you this much. That's the God that I serve. That's the God that I'm preaching right now. Chris, can you just stand in this place today? He is faithful. 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 He is all powerful. And he is good. And church, he is for you. Never has he been against you. That is a lie from the devil. Never has he been against you on your worst day. He was for you. Heavenly Father, we just honor you in this place, Holy Spirit. We thank you, God, and today, Lord, we say we'll give you, we'll give you more, God. Not so we would receive, but we will give it to you for who you are, for your mercy and your goodness, Lord. I pray, Lord, renewed strength in this house, Lord. Lord, that as we enter these 21 days, God, were faithful in these 21 days. Not perfect, but faithful, God. Lord, that you will purify our hearts, Lord, that you will transform the thing that we feel is untransformable, God. Lord, I, I pray against addictions in the name of Jesus. Those things no one sees, God, that we do, Lord, in private, God. Those thoughts, Lord, that cross our mind constantly, Lord, we just come against them in the name of Jesus. First Peter chapter 5, verse 5 and 6, and I'll end with this. It says this, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. It should be on there, I think. 
Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Church, he is so for you today. He is so for you. The whole world could be against you, but he has not turned his back on you today. Nor will he ever. But today is a day that we can submit to him. Today is a day of new beginnings in 2019 for many of you. And so today, if we could just have everybody close your eyes, every eye closed, head bowed. Hallelujah. If you're ready for that new beginning, if you want to start this new life with Jesus behind you, encouraging you, cheering you on, I'm going to count to three and I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Just raise your hand where you are. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Church, can we raise our hands with, with all those hands that are already up? And I'm going to ask you to repeat after me as I pray. Heavenly Father, Jesus, I need you in my life. I want to start this year off with you. I want to submit to you your way, your truth, your life. Forgive me for my sins, for all the things I've done to hurt you and others. Help me to forgive, to love as you love. Write my name in the book of life that I would live eternally with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.